All right, I think we've got everybody back. We're ready to get going into our next panel conversation. So I hope you guys enjoyed that first session. Uh, to introduce our next panel around the power of stories, I'm gonna turn it to our friend, Matt French of Sevens, who we just got the opportunity to hear from. Matt was gracious enough to put together a really brief intro for this panel topic for us. So I'm gonna let Matt take it away and then we'll dive into our panel. Hi, my name is Matt French. I'm one of the co-founders of Sevlins. It's an app that we created to prepare young adult minds to thrive in athletics, school, and life. I had the opportunity to play sports in college, spent 20 years in technology, coached high school, now college, baseball. My biggest takeaway from these experiences is the importance of self-awareness and really understanding what I bring to the table. It's what I like to call understanding your core. Picture an onion and start peeling each layer of the onion back. And each layer I peel back, ask yourself, where did that skill come from? For me, what I realized throughout my entire career is that my greatest skill is really my ability to compete. As athletes, we just don't give ourselves enough credit for the transferable skills and the success habits that we've built throughout our athletic careers. These are all transferable skills that cascade across everything you do. My recommendation is simple. Reflect on what is in your core and do it often. And give yourself credit for the skills you built because of your dedication and investment in sports. Remember, being an athlete is not who you are. It's just one of the many awesome things you do. Fantastic. Matt, thank you so much. We really appreciate you participating today and Sevens being a supporter of today's event. I should mention, if I have not already, Sevwins and the team, Matt's team, have included a free one-month trial exclusive to our audience here today uh, for their app for you to check out in our event guide. So make sure you check that out, download it, let us know what you think. Um, but Matt said something that stood out to me. Obviously, we all heard at the end, athlete is something you do, not who you are. And we talked about that in our last panel. It's, But it's so important to understand those things we've accomplished but also how to tell that story of who we are and what we've accomplished and how to use that story to create opportunities for ourselves. So I'm gonna ask our next panel to turn their cameras on and get ready here because they're here to talk about the power of our story and understanding our story and communicating that story. And to lead off this conversation, I'm really excited to introduce Morgan Jones, the founder and creator of The Vision Box. She's a former division one and pro athlete and the creator of Athletes to Visionaries, where she evolves athletes to believe in who they are beyond what they do. How perfect for today's conversation. Uh, joining Morgan, we have Jonathan Van Horn, Executive Director of Athletes in Action and the creator of Shift, Christopher Amuller, the CEO of FanWord, and Taj Deshawn, the founder of Thrive After Sports. So thanks to each of you for being here. Welcome, and Morgan, I will throw it to you to get us started. Awesome, thank you. What an introduction. I love it, I love it. Well, this isn't all about just us on the camera. So everyone in the chat, everyone that's on this session, if you can really quickly in the chat, tell us where you're at, where are you located, and then what your role is in the athlete journey experience. Are you a coach, an athletic director, a former athlete, a current athlete? Let us know in the chat. We love to know. We want this to be as interactive as possible because we're talking about our stories. These things are personal to us. We're not now, there's not one way to a story. Everyone is going to pull different things. All right, Chad, we got Michigan, baby. Let's go. Brian Wood. 
Arizona, former athlete and current transition coach. Yes. Welcome to the transition fam. <laughs> DC, we got some Mexico. Nice. Mexico City. All right. Tampa Bay, Florida, mental health coach, Baltimore. Awesome. 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 Well, that's amazing. Amazing. Thank you guys so much. I'm, I'm very, very excited to be able to host and moderate and, and just bring these three powerful voices um, together. I see we have Montreal, Canada, off the court player transition. Okay. Awesome. Very, very cool. You guys see that panel? We got a good, we got a good crew with us today. Um, but yes, like she said, I'm Morgan Jones, um, founder of Athletes to Visionaries in the Vision Box. I'm a former um, Division I in professional basketball athlete. Um, and, and I know the importance of, of what we're going to talk about today. Um, discovering and defining your story can be tough. It's hard. But what I know to be true is that your story matters. Like I said, as a former athlete myself, someone who's developed dynamic products for Fortune 500 companies and programs that transform people, you guessed it. One of the key parts of it is that my story mattered. When you sit with it and you honor your story, you'll realize it's one of the most powerful tools and a differentiator that sets us apart from the pack. And we all know we're all competitive. We all want to be separated from the pack. So I am thrilled, thrilled to be hosting this conversation with three dynamic business owner speakers um, who help athletes develop powerful stories so they can expand their impact. Amen. Amen. All right, we're about to get started here, okay? And while I do the introductions of each one of these amazing panelists, if you would also drop drop in the chat for us and let us know, like on a scale to one to five, where are you in understanding the power of your story? Are you just starting? Is it something you feel really good about? Where are you at, one to five, in understanding the power of your story? All right, we got Taj, Thrive Life After Sports. Y'all, Taj is my guy. I've known him since 2013 when we were hopping on the call and we had just transitioned and we're like, man, how do we help athletes and how do we do this? So I'm super thrilled to be able to have my brother is what I like to, to call him um, in this world. And he has dynamic mentorship program and a book publishing company called Self-Publishing in 30 Days. He's making it happen. Welcome, Taj. Thank you, Mo. Great to be here with you. You're kicking us off right. Love the energy. I see you. I see That's you. That's right. That's right. It's what we do. All right. We have Jonathan Van Horn, CEO of Shift. Um, mm -hmm. His whole thing is athletes spend thousands of hours developing for that moment to hit that shot or be prepared for that big moment. You know, when we're playing, we're always working towards that. And what he does is he's created courses to help you start to understand that you have to invest that same amount of time that you did in your sport. You got to transition that into the same amount of time into your future. So what's up, Jonathan? You ready to have a good discussion? Grateful, grateful to be here, Morgan. Loving the energy as well. It allows the uh, just the excitement of the day and also you're feeling it through the interwebs, if you will. Love it. That's right. That's right. No, I'm, That's I'm right. Excited to be here. Our stories have power and, and they need to be shared. And so often they're, they're hidden because of fear and insecurity or just not even remembering our stories. So I'm excited to be able to dive into the power of our stories for all of us, but also everyone that's listening and watching today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And lastly, we have Christopher Amuler. We talked about this before from FanWord, and he is the CEO of FanWord, which builds solutions that help athletes grow, protect, promote, and monetize their personal brands. Man, I wish I had that when I was in college. So welcome, Christopher. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So to get started here, you know, we talk about story and we're all on here trying to understand the power of our story. But Taj, I'll, I'll start with you first. 
Why does knowing your story even matter? I think, number one, it helps you understand yourself. So if you can look at where you've been, it helps you figure out where you want to go. Um, just as an example, so we're all athletes here. We all watch game film, right? That's how you improve. That's how you get better. And one thing I always say, people are probably, they've heard me say this a million times by now, but after we're done playing our sport, we're now playing the game of life, which lasts a lot longer than the sport that we play. So you got to learn how to study yourself and where you've been. It, it helps you create a roadmap and a game plan, so to speak, um, for where you want to go in the future. So those are my thoughts on that. I love that. Jonathan or Christopher, want to add? Yeah, I think what's exciting is that uh, being human, uh, we live our present through our past. Just like within sport, you practice crossover or step over in soccer, whatever it may be, you practice that move so many times. And so your body remembers those moves. And the reality is true for our stories. And so we live our present through that filter of our past history, our experiences, uh, trauma, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, all across the table. We live the present through that filter. And so the more we know about our past, the further forward that we can go. Mm, I'm hearing a lot of self-awareness there and understanding. Absolutely. The story. What about you, Christopher? Anything? Yeah, honestly, not much to add. I think Taj hit, it, hit the nail on the head. I think it's a lot for us, at least about uh, direction, because your story is usually something that, you know, has already occurred or, or is, you know, your present that you pretty much reflect on and and, and try to put into context. And, and obviously knowing and understanding your story makes you understand what you're passionate about what you're great at, what what you might struggle with, what you spend most time on, most money in, or whatever, and those are usually great indicators to kind of dictate, you know, where you should maybe put some some more focus and your energy on in the future. So so definitely a big piece for for just figuring out, I guess, where to go next is, is definitely important. Yeah, hmm, that's so good. And so we have this we have this story, and and, and it's hard and like in just kind of business interactions or when you know, it's like a passing by, you're not able to fully expound on all of your stories. So tell us the difference between like an ele elevator pitch. Is it the same? Is it different? Christopher, can we start with you? Yeah, so I, I usually only use the term elevator pitch in, in, in very different contexts. So when we work with athletes, I don't think we've ever brought that up. But uh, one thing that does get brought up a lot is, is the, you know, kind of the comparison of your story uh, to your brand. Um, and, and for us, like your story is really kind of something that you control. It's your narrative. It's something it's, it's usually an internal process, right? To figure out what your story is versus your brand being more of an external thing of how people perceive you, what emotions you, you, you evoke if people interact with you. And obviously your story dictates a lot of what your brand is and, and, you know, probably the type of brand that you do. Uh, want to build, but um, very generally speaking, it, it's just a this big internal process, and 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 we never really use the term elevator pitch, right? So for us, it's really just again reflecting kind of on the past and the chapters of your past and the experiences and events of your past, and and really determining this on your own and really taking control of that narrative. I love that looking at that internal process. Taj, can you share with us? what that internal process looked like for you yeah you know it's funny that actually ties in perfectly because i'm a note taker you guys know that about me so i'm writing down jonathan what you're saying christopher what you're saying um christopher or jonathan what you said earlier about our past if we're not careful we can look at the future through the lens of our past i thought that was so powerful man i appreciate you sharing that because for me and don't worry don't worry about i'm gonna bring it full circle i'm gonna actually answer your question but uh so for me um 
I spent so long looking at myself as a failure because I didn't make it to the NFL. And so because of that, I was li- like, like Jonathan said, I was living through the, through the lens of my past as in like, Oh, because I didn't make it in football, I'm not going to make it in anything else. And so now this ties into what Christopher was saying about your story is under your control. So once I learned to shift that internally and be like, well, wait a minute, if I shift that perspective, even the slight shift of, Oh, because I didn't make it in football, that's just really a story that I'm telling myself. And I can shift that to say, wait a minute. Well, I did make it to the D1 level. So, you know, I got my education paid for. So maybe I can change that perspective, change the story that I'm telling myself. And that'll allow me to control my story. Like Christopher said, moving forward and be powerful in other areas of life. And so back to your question, Mo, I think if we make that internal shift, um, you know, I know all of us here work with athletes. So a lot of the things that I encourage is just really actually writing down your story, retelling it to yourself and looking at the lens that you're um, choosing to operate in this world from. So hopefully that answered your question, Mo. Yeah, I love that practicality of writing it down and seeing like where are the holes and how are you framing certain parts of your story where you can flip it and look at it another way. All the athletes that I mentor, I'm like, we got to get out of like work through the victim and like, oh, what everyone did. Like, let's flip that. Like what, what went right? And it's all perspective here. So Jonathan, can you share a little bit about your internal process? I feel like there's so many gems in there. Yeah. No, I think it's so good. I think you talk about elevator pitch. I wouldn't use that terminology, but one of the things with the athletes that I work with is the importance of understanding your story that you could share it in uh, maybe a key point of it within 90 seconds or share a little bit within within three minutes. Just one aspect of your story that shaped who you are today. Uh, but then also being able to say, hey, uh, how can you get a, maybe give a 15-minute TED Talk on the narrative of your life and what has shaped you to where you are, where you've been, but also where you want to go. And so having that, those things, I'm not pre-packaged, so it's it's uh, uh, it's not like real, but understanding it's it's your story and being able to communicate it. Because when you get put on the spot, oftentimes it's like, oh, what do I say? I, I don't know. Do I say this? Do I say that? But having something prepared and written down, like you're saying, it's, it's so key. Uh, so being able to have, a, whether it's like a 90-second snippet or a, uh, like I said, a three-minute to five, and then like a 15-minute talk where you could present at a school or in the community events or some other uh, some other place in that, like a business space in that environment as well. So just having that, uh, having that prepared allows it to, uh, to really sink in, but also you can ear- clearly articulate what you actually want to say and not get de- derailed or distracted by other things, but actually hit the key points that you want to clar- uh, clarify and share with, with your audience. Mm, so I'm hearing, write it down, cut it up into bits where you have your 60 second, your 30 second and practice live and to yourself. That's, that's really great. I see we have some comments over here from Lauren. Taj, I have a very similar story about not getting into law school after swimming. I graduated from college in swimming, missed getting into law school. Two months later, my whole world came crashing down. So she says, write it down, highlights, low heights, and all is where it's going to get you to where you're going. I love that. If you guys have any questions, go ahead and drop them in the chat. Um, I'm sure everyone will be very happy to answer those for you guys as we continue on. Um, So I want to hear, Christopher, that you work on the story branding, telling, and so how can you leverage your story in post-athletics. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, kind of kind of what we what we talked about earlier, I think it should really be kind of guiding you into the direction that that or at least be a part of, of you know, what guides you to to whatever you want to do in your future, right? Like for me, for instance, being a former student athlete, being, you know, from Germany, being an entrepreneur, those are all big pieces of my story that I know I'm passionate about and that that I deeply care about. So for me, it was very obvious that those pieces of my story 
had to be a part of my future story as well versus some other parts of my story that certainly played a big role as well i you know frankly hated or didn't want to uh you know continue uh, paying any attention to so so i think you've got to understand and, and really identify what what drives you and what part of your story really defines you in, in a positive way and, and and you know sparks maybe a passion and, and and creates energy and so forth and then really leverage that for whatever you want to pursue in your future so it starts with self-awareness and, and and really again you know that internal process of of, of looking inside and and defining that for yourself and, and you can once again you control that right like nobody else will tell you that and then based on that you can make decisions for your future but it starts with just again the self-awareness piece and understanding who you are what your story is yeah i think i think that that that's great and i've, I've noticed too like knowing your story and being self-aware and then it's a whole nother thing to start sharing it and how when i was doing my journey like fresh out i knew i had these feelings but i felt so vulnerable sharing that sharing those parts of who gets out and yells from the rooftop hey my identity was shattered like you feel alone so what what advice do you guys have for people that may be like man i feel very vulnerable it feels scary to step out and share some of those parts of my story jonathan yeah i think you have to start with those that are close you know one of the one of the keys i think to we've talked about I've already even the, the last panel talked about the importance of team camaraderie and missing the locker room environment and that kind of things when you move on, you have to intentionally create your own and build your own team. You also almost have to be like your own manager and your own coach to build your team. And you start there and you start there with saying, this is what this is what I'm experiencing. This is what I'm feeling. This is what's happening. And you begin to craft and grow in that self-awareness in a safe space. But also it gives you the confidence and the courage then to to see the, the, that that power and the impact of your story can go beyond that. Just that team. And then it's your community and then and then social media, the world, what have you. Yes. Yes. What about you, Taj? You got something to add there? I'm bad, trying to find that mute button, but uh, yeah, <laughs> great points, everybody. Yeah. I think um, kind of back to what Christopher was saying, where you got to let your story guide you. I think that's so important. And, and like you said, Mo, use it for leverage. I remember when I was trying to find myself, even just to get my first few jobs, just to get some money coming in before I even started thinking about where do I actually want to go with my life? I leaned into that experience. So if I'm, I'm in an interview, like, all right, I don't have experience, but I play football. And this is what I could tell you that I took away from football. And I think all of us as athletes, when we're done playing, it, it really benefits us to lean into that and actually look at the lessons that we can extract from our sport, not only to tell other people um, what makes us great, but to tell ourselves. And I think before we even start looking at, okay, where do I want to go with my life now that I'm, I'm no longer competing? Who am I outside of the jersey? before we get to that stage, there has to be a moment of, of healing and celebrating yourself. Like, like you said, Mo, nobody's going to go to the rooftop and start screaming, Oh, I lost my identity. And a lot of us, we, we feel like we're alone in that. Like you guys said, you know, it's tough because unless you start communicating with other people, like Jonathan said, you will feel like you're alone unless you open up and, and listen, I know it's tough. Um, especially because a lot of us aren't used to being vulnerable or, you know, we're used to being on the big stage and looking like the superhero, but I'm telling you, nothing but healing and growth and, and positive things can come from opening up about your story, what you're going through, and then being vulnerable enough to tell people that even if it's just for the sake of getting it off your chest. I always say it's better for things to exist out in the world and with other people because it's dangerous if you're just dealing with it between your own two ears. So, yeah, that's that's all I would say about that. Mm, mm, I love that. Christopher? And, and yeah, I mean, brilliant points. I, I absolutely love the way you just put this, Taj, especially at the end of for, for your own mental health, right? Which is a whole different 
conversation, I guess. But but nonetheless, and this might be an unpopular opinion, but you know, if you aren't comfortable talking about your story, that's okay, right? Like I I think it's okay to if you're not willing to share, but you've got to be honest with yourself, right? And at least have that internal dialogue. And and again, if you're uncomfortable talking about X and Y, that is fair. Like you should never feel pressured, I think, to share your story. But but for instance, with, with, with our work, right? We work with a lot of uh, young adults. We work primarily in college athletics and, and talk to so many student athletes that have never met us. And we're just essentially, look, we know you lost a family member. Uh, tell us about it, right? And some people are really, really excited to actually have the opportunity to tell their story and, and have a voice because they struggle to kind of verbalize it or put it into, into words. And uh, they understand how much it means to them and, and their close friends and their family members to, to hear that story. So, so we're just doing essentially, you know, the work of, of putting that stuff into, into words, putting their story into, into words. And I think if you as an athlete or, or former athlete understand at least the value of communicating the, your story, whether it's for yourself or for, again, teammates, friends, family members, whatever, um, and you, you see the benefit of that, then, yeah, there, there's, there, there are so many different ways you can go about it. But, but uh, I think, once again, most importantly, people shouldn't feel pressured about you know, telling their story or sharing their story if they are uncomfortable doing so, as long as they are once again, you know, honest with themselves and have that, you know, internal dialogue. I think that's important to, to kind of point out too. And Chris, mm -hmm. I say that, that's what, uh, the, the reason to actually write it down. That's why that's so important and key yeah. is that you may not have to speak verbally with someone else, but the, but getting it out in some capacity as, as opposed to sitting there and sitting with the exactly. weight lying on your shoulders, that mental health is able just to, just to get it yeah. out in some form or fashion is so, so important. Spot on. Couldn't agree more. Over in the chat, we've got Corey Camp saying, you become that life GM. Yes. Yes. You go from being told what to do to like stepping in the seat and managing that thing. We got Chad who says he talks to his dog. He does TED Talks with his dog to present his story. He said, I swear I'm not crazy, but it helps. I have discovered I've accomplished a lot. Man, I think that that accomplished part has been a real struggle, even for myself, of in high school, I was a McDonald's All-American, top 10 player in the country, USA. I mean, I have a lot of accolades. Um, it didn't stop me from experiencing the transition the way I did and making me feel very vulnerable, lonely. Um, but I have a very hard time of talking about my accomplishments in a way that still presents humility. Do any of you guys have suggestions on how to find that balance between standing firm in who you are and what you've done, but also being open in, in, in with some humility that I don't have it all going on. Yeah, I, I can take that or at least kick this off because I, I'm as an entrepreneur, um, I think we all are obviously entrepreneurs, but I, I love to to mentor and, and I talk with a lot of, you know, regular students that are especially in their early stages and I, I suck at, you know, giving myself credit. It's just it's just who I am. Right. But I try to do a better job every year, knock on wood. Maybe this is a year I'll, I'll do, you know, my best job yet. But I think we all are, or at least as, as, as a, you know, former athlete, you, you pointed out earlier, Morgan, we're, we're all so competitive, right? So you reach that milestone that you worked on. And instead of, you know, maybe celebrating that milestone for a while, you instantly see the next milestone and you're like, okay, cool. Got it. Next. Right. And you don't really take time to reflect on, on what you've accomplished. So, 
to your point, I think it's perfectly fair and quite frankly important for, for everyone to, you know, once again, be very self-aware of your accomplishments and be proud of that because you have accomplished something. Even if you were just a student athlete, I mean, how many people can say that they were a student athlete? And, and Tasha talked earlier about him feeling like a failure because he didn't make it to the big league. I mean, I, I can... I. Probably everyone around Tash would tell him, you know, about all the other things he's accomplished and, and who he is. And I think it's important to find that right balance. But um, nonetheless, I think we, we all got to be very, very proud of what we've accomplished. And there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with, you know, speaking out on that and, and sharing that with the world. Um, I, I think, quite frankly, we don't do it enough. But yeah, certainly <laughs> you don't want to come across as, 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 as cocky or as arrogant. But um, it's important for your own mental health to, to, you know, reflect and be proud of what you've accomplished for sure. Todd, do you have would, any information on that or anything as well? Yeah. Thank you for Chris. That was awesome. That was great. Thank you. Yeah, that, that was great. I would just add on to that. Um, like, of course we need to celebrate ourselves and, you know, with the, your point about being humble, Mo, or having a level of humility, by all means, like big yourself up, celebrate yourself. Like, Hey, I did this. I'm the greatest inside your own head. But if you're talking to other people, at least have a point to the end of it. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to tell someone what your accomplishments are, like what does that mean for them? Or how can you use that to teach them something that's going to help them improve their lives? That's where the humility comes in. Otherwise, you're just bragging on yourself. And then when it comes to actually being humble, um, I always tell people I got humbled by life very quickly because when I came out of college, I thought just because I was a D1 football player and I had all these skills that all of a sudden somebody was supposed to be waiting on me with a job or, you know, people were just going to recognize that and put me into like a CEO position for some reason. And so I think it's important. Um, and I'm glad you brought this up, Mo. I think it's important for athletes as they finish their sport, whether that's collegiately or professionally, to just have a level of humility and understand that you're starting at the bottom again, not in a bad way, but just like you started as a freshman, you know, in high school or in college or as a rookie in the pros, you're starting over and you can embrace that experience. So instead of feeling entitled, you can go into it and say, listen, I don't have everything figured out just like I did in my sport. I'm going to learn from the people above me in business or in my career, whatever it is that you're doing. And that level of humility, um, when people recognize that in you, you'll you'll people will gravitate towards you and actually want to help pull you up. Um, I always give the example of like, if your car breaks down on the side of the road and you run out of gas, people are more likely to help you if they see you pushing your car towards the gas station versus just standing there like, man, nobody's going to help me. Nobody's going to come pick me up. Like you got to start pushing the car and be humble with where you're at. So I'll just leave it at that. Mm, that's good. That's good. We do have a couple of questions here. I'm going to pass this to you, Jonathan, um, from Belfort Williams. What's up, Hublade? Um, How would you advise a student athlete to combat a, combat a story that is a negative story of their past, especially when it's being brought up often from their peers, coaches, or even family members. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Because uh, the reality is that we all have trauma in some capacity in our lives. We all do. Like, there's no one in the world that isn't, hasn't experienced that in some capacity. And I think uh, the, the I don't take my words literally, but the beauty of trauma is that something good can always come from it. You, have, you may have to mine it. You may have to look for it intentionally. But more often than not, in suffering and pain is when our greatest growth occurs. And so what does it look like as we step through some of those negative moments of what can we learn from it? How can we see that as a, as a springboard to, to where we want to go? Uh, and then the reality is that our, we're not defined by our past. It's just it's part of our story. And so I think part of what's important to us as athletes, former athletes, uh, coaches, mentors, what have you, business owners, entrepreneurs, is that as we know our story and we're able to com communicate and share that, that confidence grows 
but also recognizing that we're not defined by those moments. They're just milestones in our lives. And so when those negative happen, things happen, the traumas, uh, they're not defining us, just like our sport doesn't define us. It's just one milestone or one thing that happened in us, in our lives and to us, but we can learn from it and we can grow from that experience so that we can become better, not only in the present, but also for what's to come. Yes. Yes. That's important. That growth kind of mindset and looking at things and trying to flip them again, back to what Taj was saying about the perspective part. Absolutely. Um, Christopher, I have a question here. I think this could be relevant to, to what you do. What are the ways that you recommend student athletes to craft their story in the digital age that we're living in? How would they highlight themselves on social media in a way that both tells their story, but also helps them land future opportunities? Hmm. Yeah, I actually love, yeah, I love that. And, 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 for us, it's a lot about just authenticity. And I think it goes back to, to what John has talked about in Belfort. It's actually a first piece here with, you know, how do you combat a story? Like, like we actually just, just not too long ago, did a story with an athlete who uh, got kicked out of um, previous school and transferred and is now one of the top picks in the NFL draft. And he wanted to actively tell that story because of, you know, like, like for what he was kicked out of and kind of owned that piece and, you know, more or less apologized and, and said, look, I grew up from this, it was a mistake and kind of owned it, right? And uh, shared some of the lessons he learned from it. And the response was incredible. Like people were, you know, cause people are forgiving, right? Like nobody is perfect, everybody makes mistakes. And obviously I can't speak to, to your story here per se, Belfort, cause I don't know the context, but if it's any, like, Chances are, you know, it was probably it's probably something that that you learn from and and uh, people can move on from. So uh, owning it and and being vulnerable and authentic about it, um, I think is one of the best ways to to tackle, you know, a story that that may have a negative, uh, like like a negative story. Um, and it kind of goes to the, to your second part here. I think again on social, I'm all over authenticity and and um, never trying to like you know fake who you are and just just you know do what what feels right have fun with it i mean there's so many so many ways you can go about this but at the very least it should always feel come natural to you and and and, and be authentic so um that's probably my two cents here yeah taj you have anything to add to that with with your book writing and your publishing company anything you can add to that in terms of the best way to leverage and utilize their stories on their platform yeah i mean well, first of all, let me just say Christopher and, and Jonathan are dropping gems answering Belfort's question. And um, I wanted to, well, let me say this about the books first. And I wanted to address another part of Belfort's question, if that's okay. Um, I'll just say writing is extremely therapeutic. So, I mean, I, the reason I even, when I was offered the position to come on board as vice president, self-publishing 30 days to help others tell their stories, I was like, this is a no-brainer. Because I know that when I wrote my book, it was extremely healing for me just to get my own thoughts, like I was talking about earlier, from floating around in my mind onto paper, and then not only to write it down for the sake of like writing an autobiography, but writing something that could actually help people and heal people. So that in and of itself, um, and I think I encourage every athlete to write your story, even if you start out with blogging or whatever it is, but if you can write a book, why not? Even if it's just something to just share with the grandkids one day to say you're a published author, right? And then you also have to keep in mind, like even if that book only helps one person, like if one person only reads your book and is helped by it, then it was worth it, you know? And Jonathan, I know you're an author too, man. And I, I, I need to get your book, but I've heard great things about your book and that it's a tool that actually helps people transition just like mine is. And I think that's important. The other thing real quick, and I swear I'm not trying to hog the mic, but I have a, a lot of thoughts on the last part that Belford said, where 
um, bring it, bringing up negative stories from your past, especially when it's being brought up often from peers, coaches, or even family members. What I want to say to Belford on that is um, we have to learn to have like real conversations with people, not in a confrontational way. Like, hey, next time you bring that up, it's going to be a problem. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is having a conversation with someone to let them know, like, look, I value you as my coach, family member, um, and I'm, I'm going a new direction and I'm trying to move this direction and, and live a positive life. You know, however you want to phrase it. I would appreciate it if you didn't bring that up anymore, because it brings me down every time you talk about something negative from my past. So, you know, can, can we agree on that, that you won't bring it up anymore? And hopefully they'll they'll be willing to do that for you. And if not, then you know what type of person you're dealing with. And it's probably best to distance yourself from those types of people if you can. That's great advice. That's great advice. Go ahead, Jonathan. Yeah, no, I think, uh, Taj, I love what you're saying there. I think, and that comes back to something we talked earlier as far as the, the importance of building your own team. And sometimes family, you have to remove from your team. And that's a, those, are, those are hard decisions, but they're so important because uh, that's just sometimes that's life. Uh, but one of the other things that I use with guys, uh, with, with athletes uh, to help build their story is uh, I use six H's. It's, uh, it's your, well, who are the heroes in your life? So just give some context. Who've, who've helped you? So helping hands, your heartache or your hurt, hope, uh, what's giving you hope in your life? What are some of your highlights? And then also just the importance of, of your history. And so they're just a real quick framework, those six H's to help begin to craft that. Because it's like you think about writing your story, like, oh, my gosh, where do we even begin? And so I just use those six H's to help give a little bit of context and some framework and just jog some memories and being able to jot something down. That's great. You guys got that six H's. Right there, right? Take that down right now. Put it there. Put it in your notes or whatever. Um, I also think it's really important as well that, you know, knowing it goes back to the self-awareness aspect of everything is knowing how you process. How do you process? Um, for me, for me personally, I'm, I'm a verbal processor. So I will grab my phone and my voice memo and talk to myself and just talk whether it's in the car or somewhere, but if it's in my brain, it's got to get out verbally. And even sometimes I sit down with friends or family and I say, look, I just, I just need to talk this out. I don't know where I'm going, but I'll, I'll get there. I'll land there. My partner on the call right now, Erin Carter, I call her sometimes and I'm just like, I don't know where we're going, but we're going to land on what I'm really trying to say here. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's knowing that um, uh, Danielle said voice memo is my BFF. Yes. It's just got to get out of here sometimes. And if that's writing or if that's speaking it, Taj, I'm sure you know, you probably had people that have written books and have sent you 15 different voice memos or whatever about their, their story. Um, so really cool. I, I really, really, really like that. Um, okay, so I think this, this is a, something that I noticed now that I'm in a manager position and I'm hiring and building teams is that there comes this question that we get, we get asked in interviews or we get asked in professional settings or something we're trying to land. And they say, well, tell me a little bit about your story and how you got here. Um, that's a big loaded question. And I, I suppose it goes back to what we initially talked about, which is like writing it down and stuff. But would you guys have any tips for our audience of ways to slightly pull their story in, in interviews or important conversations without allowing that to take us completely off track? Taj? Uh, yeah, I'm laughing because... <laughs> I love it because you said it can easily uh, pull you off track. So just in the example of an interview, right? You know, if someone goes in and, oh, so tell me about your story. They don't want to hear like, well, I was born in California in 1991. And, you know, I really like, you know, chicken wings or whatever. But like, make it relevant. Like people aren't asking you your story for the sake of just hearing you ramble on. They want to know how does this apply to either why you're here for this job 
or why you're, you know, if you're a business owner, why you're pitching me this business, tell, tell the story from that perspective, make it useful. Um, either make it helpful or useful as in this story that I'm telling right now is going to help someone or the story that I'm telling is going to want this person to, you know, hire me for this job or put me in this position or, you know, um, pay me, pay my business to do X, Y, Z. So I hope that answers your question. That's, that's my thoughts on that. I, I absolutely love that. And and, and we actually we, we talk to a lot of athletes and try to encourage them to not think of themselves as having, you know, one story, but actually having thousands of stories. And and to to Tasha's point, um, then in, in those types of situations, really figuring out which of those stories are most relevant and, and applicable to to you know why I'm here, you know, why I'm doing this. And then focus and hone in on those rather than again, you know, give that whole spiel of, of from from birth to to now. So, um, great, great point, Taj. I love that. Jonathan, would you like to add anything? Yeah, no. I just contextualization. You know, it's like our, our stories can be intertwined within uh, within whatever facet you're stepping into. So it's the power of knowing your story it gives you the confidence then to contextualize within the space that you're in, whether it's an interview or you're out with friends, or you're just networking at an event. Uh, so being able to contextualize your story to the environment in which you're in. Yes, yes. Dan, uh, Danilio Felix, um, chaplain at Athletes in Action, says a great start could be, you want me in your team because. That's that that's great, because that shows your confidence. And I think what we're, what we're saying here is that as we're sharing our stories, and like they talked about in the last session, is like transferable skills. I went through this. And that's why I'm really good at, you know, this, which are the transferable scores, um, skills you're able to pull from your story. So just keep that in mind. Like if I'm going to tell my story and I'm talking to someone that I, that I want to kind of, you know, either land the job, the project, whatever it is, think about that as well. Um, Real quick, we got five minutes. So if you have any more questions, you can drop them in the chat, but I know they all want to hear from you. What can we all send them away with one piece of advice as they move forward in understanding the power of their story. Christopher, we'll start with you. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a really lame one, but I think it's it's an important one, and that is honestly to to just have fun with telling your story. Um, I, I don't know why I'm such a big advocate of this, but um, we get we we talk to you know we've done close to like a thousand individual stories by now with athletes, and if they you know, want to tell their stories and, and and understand, you know, why they want to tell their stories. It's just such a different experience for them than if somebody were to ask them to, well, share their stories and tell their stories. So um, I really think above everything, you should enjoy that process. You should enjoy that, you know, internal process of figuring out what your story is. And, and um, you know, once you figure out a way how to make that fun, the rest will, will fall into place. But um, that, you know, I think it's not something that's talked about enough, but, but it, I find incredibly important. Have fun with your story. I love that, Christopher. I love it. Taj, one piece of advice. I would leave everybody with, uh, spend some time. We've talked a lot about your story and celebrating your story, um, how to craft your story, but I want to leave everyone with, uh, I want to encourage everyone to spend some time writing your future story so that you can live into that so that you can reverse engineer it and start working on getting there today. Where I'm at today started with the story that I told myself of where I wanted to be 
five years ago. I never saw myself doing certain things like writing books or, you know, having a podcast, but I did see myself helping athletes. I did see myself being valued for my insights when it comes to the transition and being in great rooms, even virtually surrounded with great people like yourself. Um, and so, you know, and that comes from the story. So I encourage you, even after this event, once this event is, is over, just start crafting your future story and start living into that. That's right. That's right. Go, go get that vision clear. Write it down. Jonathan, talk to us. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, reality is that our, our story has power. And so one of the things that uh, truly believe as humans, we're not designed to be alone. And our stories are meant to be shared in community to impact not only ourselves, but also our community. So that's part of the power of our story is that it, it will transform the space in which you're in. And so that's what, so it's written for, for those around you. So be confident, be willing to share it, have courage in it, knowing it's going to impact not only your life, but also the space in which you're in. Wow. That's inspiring. Wow. That's really good advice. You guys, if you took anything from this whole entire time we've had together, those last pieces of advice are really great action items to move forward. It has been an absolute pleasure and an honor to be able to moderate this conversation on understanding the power of your story. I want to leave each one of you guys with a little bit of encouragement as be you. No one's made like you. Um, and your voice is going to lead you to your purpose. So you guys have an amazing rest of your day. Enjoy your weekend panel. Thank you guys so much for showing up, being you and being authentic and all the work that you do. Holla. Great job, everybody. Thank you guys so much. That was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed uh, Morgan, the energy. Fantastic. I felt like I got to learn a little bit about your stories as well. So thank you guys for sharing the work you did, the stories that you know, you've been building and continuing to grow on. And please do put whatever contact, website links, anything you want our attendees to be able to connect with you in the chat for today. Uh, please do that uh, right now as we wrap up. Um, and I just want to thank you all again for so many amazing insights. I know we had a great time in the chat, uh, listening and taking some notes. I have a lot of notes written down too, Taj, so you're not alone in that. So thank you guys so much. Uh, we're going to get ready for our next panel, uh, but uh, we'll be back in just a moment. So thanks again to our fantastic Power of Story panel. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks, Danielle.